0: We've got a great show coming up for you today on My Retirement Clarity. It's a mailbag edition of the show. We've got a bunch of questions we're going to get to today. We're going to be talking about debt. We're going to be talking about how to invest for your grandkids' college fund, how much to spend on a forever home, and much, much more. It should be a great episode. And we hope that there's a scenario today that we address that also impacts you as well. So Stay tuned. My Retirement Clarity begins now. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Glad to have you back on my retirement clarity. We're opening up the mailbag today. We got a lot of questions, Lee. I know you get a lot of feedback on the podcast, but I love going through these because we have a lot of interesting scenarios we're going to work through today.
1: Yeah, these are some good questions, and the reason that um, that it, we're kind of going over these today are these are some very common questions that I get in the office, and so I felt like, hey, if one person's asking it, um, if multiple people ask it in in the in our office when we see folks, then certainly makes sense to address it here on the podcast.
0: So we'll answer these questions today. If you have questions for us that you want to ask Lee or maybe get them addressed on the podcast, you can send them in to MyRetirementClarity.com. You can contact Lee through the website. The phone number also is 478-254-3550. And as always, remember TalkWithLee.com. That's the easiest way, quickest way to schedule a meeting with Lee. And I want to quickly hit too, Lee, I know we, we touched on it last show and we got some good feedback, but you do have... Your book back in stock, right? So for people that have been looking for that ticking tax time bomb book, you have it available yeah. again. Yep. So
1: if you are of the opinion that taxes are going to increase in the future, text the word "diffuse" to 478-475-2050. four seven five twenty fifty. We'll send you a copy of that. And just kind of, I hadn't told you this yet, Ben. We've got a brand new book that's going to be coming out, uh, probably in about two months. Uh, we're mid September right now, so probably, hopefully, by mid. Mid November, maybe first part of December, we're going to have a brand new book coming out. So, awesome. I won't, it's, it's going to be all about helping people retire uh, the best way that they possibly can. So, I won't give too much information right now, as they're still working on the the title and and um, the cover of the books. It's going to it's going to be going to be good.
0: Awesome. We'll have more information about that here on the podcast, and and let you know how to get your hands on that as well. So, stay tuned for that. Well, Lee, let's jump right into it. We got a lot of questions to get to today, and let's lead off with one from Chris. He says, I've got 21,000 I still owe my truck. and that's my only debt. I just hit 59 and a half, so I'm gonna take money out of my 401k now without penalty. Should I go ahead and make a withdrawal to pay off the truck and go ahead and be debt free?
1: Yeah, so Chris, this is a very common question. I, I would probably need a little bit more information from you before I could answer your question specifically for you. But basically the main thing is that I would wanna know how much money you have saved in your 401k because I don't know really how, what percentage you would have to withdraw to make to make this happen or to pay off the truck. So, you know, if, if you've got $150,000, that's a pretty significant portion for you to pull out to pay off the truck. But if you got $2 million, then yeah, write, write the check. Uh, I would also want to look at probably where you are on the tax bracket chart, because we're end of September right now. And, you know, maybe it makes sense for you to, take out a portion from that 401k in this tax year, this calendar year, and then a portion next year. So yeah, that, that would be another thing I would consider. But also, uh, what is your interest rate? If, if you've had this truck for a while, there could be a good chance that you've got a zero interest rate out there. So if, if that's the case, then I, I might not pay it off. It's just completely up to you. But um, at, at the end of the day, if, if it doesn't hurt your future cash flow I'm totally fine with it. And if it keeps you up at night to have a little bit of debt, then, uh, yeah, take the money and pay it off.
0: Very good. Thanks for that, Chris. We appreciate your question. Here's one from Grace. She says, I'd like to start putting money into a college fund for my grandkids. Should I set up a 529 plan for them or just invest on my own and give them the money when they go to school?
1: yeah so a 529 is it is a good idea uh there are some good tax benefits to a 529 you know there's not not any contribution limits and it's really probably the most common way that people save for for college Um, the cons it can be a little limited as far as your investment options fees can be higher and if they don't go to college this is the main reason if they don't go to college it can get a little bit. Complicated, in in my opinion, there are some other options. I do like a Roth IRA uh, for college savings, m- meaning a Roth IRA in in your name. Uh, I mean, if the the grandkid has a, a Roth, that's fine; they can use that. But I know that you, this is going to be money that you want to spend, so I would say if you've got a Roth IRA, that's a good a good place to have money to use for college savings. Because if if they don't wind up going to college, then you know, there, there's no tax consequence. You could still give them money. Uh, you give them money for down payment for a house or a car or for a you know, maybe a, a big toolbox full of tools if they go to trade school or something like that. So, so Roth is definitely another option. Or you could just simply do some type of brokerage account. Uh, and, and inside of that, of course, there's a ton of different investment options and you're less restricted there. You can also do a couple different types of accounts. Basically, one's called a Uniform Gift to Minors Act or an UGMA or a Uniform Transfer to Minors Act. It's called an UTMA. These are basically just custodial accounts sort of set up to hold money for a minor until they become the age of majority, which you know can be between 18 and 25, depending on wherever what state you live in. But that money can be used for anything. So, yeah, a couple of different ways to skin a cat there.
0: Yeah, I like that question. I think that's, that's one you probably get quite a bit right from, from people that have new grandkids. Hey, what's the best way to help them?
1: Yep, that's all, all the time, all the time.
0: All right, thanks for that, Grace. All right, Rosemary's next up. How much is too much to spend on our forever home? We're going to move in a couple of years when we retire. My husband wants to buy a house that's cheaper than our current home so that we can avoid having a mortgage in retirement, but this is going to be the place that we live for the rest of our lives, so I want it to be perfect. Who's right here?
1: Yeah, um, well, I'm not going to get into who's right, who's wrong. Uh,
0: <laughs> but up? this is a little bit tough one because you
1: said you're a couple of years out on this. The big variable here for me is the housing market. Uh, market can really change big time uh, over the next couple of years. It, right now, it's a great time to sell, but it's not a great time to buy a house. And so, even if you, you know, like most people, you could sell your house now and probably make a little bit more than than you think it's worth. But you're going to take that money and put it directly into the pocket of who's ever house that that you're going to buy from them. So, you know, it's just that makes it a little bit tougher. And it's also difficult right now to buy a cheaper house, even if you downsize. And so what I see people that that want to do this right now, they're telling me that, hey, you know, we live in this whatever 2800 square foot house and we want to try to find something that's smaller one story maybe a 1800 square foot house and what they're finding finding is that house costs the same amount of money as the larger house that they're in so it just makes it it makes it tough so i would say again i'm not going to answer who's right y'all just kind of sit down and figure out some there's going to have to be a little bit of give and take and somebody's going to have to maybe give up a little bit more. This is just like everything in marriage. Here I am being given marriage advice. <laughs> um, and so we know who's going to win. Rosemarie, you are going to win and get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: sometimes you have to give marriage advice, right? That's Your job kind of encompasses a lot of different uh, aspects of life.
1: It, it does. <laughs> and My wife listened to one of the podcasts the other day where I was... Given marital advice. She said, you don't take your own advice. So so anyway, I need to figure out a way to block her from the podcast. Oh, we
0: appreciate her listening. Uh, I'm glad she's she's a part of the show. All right. uh, Let's jump into this question from Jack. He says, my pension doesn't provide an inflation raise each year. So I'll still be getting the same amount at age 85 that I'll have at 65. Should I even bother taking the spousal continuation option for my wife to keep getting the monthly payment if she outlives me? So I guess go ahead and break down what is the spousal continuation option for those that may not know
1: yeah so spousal continuation is basically what happens to the pension after you pass away and a, a lot of people don't choose that and and they simply don't choose it because they they're looking at the dollar amount that they get right now and if you don't choose a spousal option most of the time that's that's a higher amount of money and so that's what people sort of make that decision just based on that but You've got to make sure that you take care of your spouse. And that's really one of the reasons now that they require a spouse to sign off on this decision. So if you are a spouse of somebody who is entitled to a pension, make sure you read that paperwork and, and, and understand the election before you just check the box and sign it, because that is, it is an irreversible decision. Uh, the other thing, Jack, the fact that you don't get a COLA. Uh, to me, this this doesn't impact at all whether or not you leave a survivor annuity. This is simply, is is this check going to die with you or not? So I would I would leave her a survivor annuity, because if you don't leave her a, a survivor benefit, the survivor pension, she is going to get a drastic cost of living adjustment because that payment is going to go away. So leave her something. Uh, so and also hopefully you you wind up structuring your assets in a way that you address inflation, especially if this pension doesn't give you a COLA, a cost of living adjustment, make sure you're investing in a way that that will address inflation and, and make up for that over a long period of time. It's not gonna do it every every year. Like last year, everybody's account was down, so, and, and inflation was up, so your investments didn't handle that last year, but over the long term, it will if you are invested properly.
0: All right. Thanks for that, Jack. Do um, Lee, do most pensions or do some pensions have that inflation raise?
1: Very, very rare. The only okay. ones that I see, the federal government. Uh, federal governments can have a cost of living adjustment. Uh, state pensions can have one. But most private pensions that I see do not offer a COLA. There, there could be a few out there that do. And, and again, because there's a lot of companies, there's a local company here that, that is basically doing away with their pension right now. They're giving people the option to just move their their lump sum pension right now, regardless of when they retire, because they are ready to get they're they're ready to get out of the pension business. So yeah, that's if you offer a cola, it's just more of a liability you, you have to take on. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, You know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So, we've written a book called Diffuse Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then, you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word diffuse to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's move on to a question here from Tess says, my husband is 11 years older than me, and I probably have better genes than he does too. So it seems likely that I'll be a widow for a significant portion of my retirement years. What sort of financial planning challenges does this create for me? Tess, this is way
1: more than I can possibly address in a in a mailbag segment. Uh, it's more than you think. So don't do this alone. Uh, I, I would say we, we need to talk. So just go to www.talkwithlee.com and we we can have a conversation. I can answer this individually with you. Way too much to, to do on this segment.
0: Yeah, very good. Uh, Tess, excuse me, again, follow up talkwithlee.com and you'll be able to pick out a time on his calendar that works for you too.
1: Yeah, and, and Tess, if, if if you don't want to talk to me, talk to somebody. Right. Talk to somebody because you're going to face tons of changes and tons of planning that needs to be done. So So just make sure that that you well one you have that conversation with with your husband and make sure you know everything that's involved and then you, you basically just have to plan for life financially and, and not only financially with everything else that goes on after he passes away but yeah uh, let's have a conversation
0: and also to encourage you to go back to the podcast some as well i know we touched on a little bit of that in the past so there might be an episode or two that you can listen to to get a few of those answers as well. But we appreciate your question. All right, Randall is up next. And he says, I've never worked with a financial advisor before. But I'm thinking it might be time to start as I get closer to retirement. What are the things I'd be most likely to mess up if I try to do it all on my own? I've seen people pretty much mess up all aspects of it so hmm.
1: I, I've seen everything get messed up by people for that doesn't mean that that you're gonna mess up any of this you you may be full uh, fully capable of handling everything um, I saw somebody I, I met with them they came in and said they just retired and I was like all right let's talk a little bit about the money and they said oh well um, I, the, I already I, I moved my 401k they had the 401k company send them a check for a million dollars hmm. and I was like holy cow uh, so they just mailed them a check so uh, he said, Yeah, I already paid the taxes, I paid 20% taxes. And I was like, Man, you don't even know. So he thought 20% taxes was all he owed. So he took the whole distribution, but that put him in just a much, much bigger uh, tax bracket because it was that big of a distribution in one year. Fortunately, we were inside the window of time where we could undo that. Uh, but that's one distribution, one, one. Problem is people not handling distributions correctly. Uh, income planning is another thing that people sometimes mess up. Um, making it, for example, making a social security decision without thinking about the how it is interrelated with other things and, and they make that decision just because somebody that they know took it at a certain age and they said, this is when you should take it. But I would probably say investment behavior, Ben, is probably the most common mistake that I see it's, it's so hard to be disciplined. It, it just is. With everything that comes at us every day in the news, it makes you question every decision that you make. And so our, our mind just just plays tricks on us. It does. It tells us that if what happened today in the news happens tomorrow and the next day, that the stock market's going to zero and we're gonna lose all of our money. And so people wind up jumping in and out of the market and that's that's to their own detriment. That just doesn't work. So. Yeah. Um, Randall, if you're entertaining working with a financial advisor, I would tell you to go and, and interview a couple of them. Uh, I'd love to chat with you. I don't know where you live, but I, I'd love to to discuss your situation with you. You want to make sure you find somebody that that is not trying to sell you a product. You want somebody that will listen to you and help you with the challenges that you face.
0: All right. A couple more questions for you, Lee. Uh, this one from Valerie. My husband died 15 years ago and I've dated, but never considered getting married until now. My boyfriend's house would work better for us than mine, so I'd move in with him. But it makes me really nervous to sell my house and start combining finances because I've been doing this independently for so long now. How do you advise people in a situation like this?
1: Well, just based on the wording of your question, I- I would not make a decision to get married based on a house based on, you know, you said his house would work better for us than mine. So, but don't get married because he's got a nice house. Uh, Make sure you love the guy and not the house because the house is going to get old and and, uh, make sure y'all are really, really compatible. I don't know how old you are, but uh, it's pretty common in marriages that are later in life to, to keep things, keep finances separate, you know, for a little, a little while. I mean, if, if, if you're younger, you might want to consider combining finances. I think that's totally natural. But if but if you are, you know, a little bit later in life, you've got your own kids, your own money, your own own, own situation. Very common to keep that separate. Uh, once an older person remarries, it can get a little bit tricky with kids because they they're wondering why you know who who is this person that's interest interested in my mom or my dad, and do they have ulterior motives? So yeah, just make sure you, you sort of address all those kind of things and have the conversation ahead of time with, with this person that that you're dating, but also have that conversation with your, with your kids too, and keep them in the loop and let them know that they don't have anything to be worried about.
0: All right. And really great to hear that she's been doing it independently, because that's a very difficult thing for, for many widows, right? Is to kind of take care of the finances and really be on top of it.
1: It it really is. uh, We, I've, Talked on the podcast before about how many clients that that we've lost over the last few years, um, just at, really for because of an early death or just an unexpected death, and uh, in a couple of those situations, the, the these were all men that passed away and they were all under the age of seventy three, and, and, and they just it it wasn't in the cards for it to happen this early, and the women were really unprepared, so they're all they're all doing well, uh, you know. We've been able to sort of pick up the pieces, make sure. I mean, one of them that husband just passed away maybe two months ago, she told me she has not pumped gas in like 30 years. Huh. So, I mean, just things like that you don't think of, but just yeah. make sure you're you're not 100% totally dependent on on your spouse. Keep yourself in the loop.
0: Right. Thanks, Valerie. All right, let's finish off with a question from Carlos. It says, I've talked to a few different financial advisors about how they get paid, and it sounds like they all have completely different models. One guy even made it sound like he doesn't charge fees at all, so I'm not really sure how that business model could work <laughs> anyway. Are there this many different fee structures or does everyone just explain it differently?
1: Yeah, there, there are a lot of different fee structures, but I'll tell you this. No, nobody does it for free. Um, you may <laughs> you may not see a fee on your statement, but they are getting paid. Services are different from from firm to firm. So I, I would tell you to also m- make sure you look beyond the fee and make sure you are comparing apples to apples. Um, I had somebody last week uh, call me and tell me that they they said, hey, we've heard that your fee is more than some other an, another an online firm's fee. So I, I dug a little bit deeper and I was like, well, what do they do? Well, the only thing this online firm does is manage the account. And so what do we do? Well, we manage the account, of course, because that's the easy part, but we also add in. You know, the income planning, tax planning, health planning, legacy planning, all the things that I think you should be paying for an advisor to do if you're paying anybody to manage the money. Because managing the money, like I said, that's that's the easy part. So if you're with a a discount brokerage firm or an online firm that that charges you very little, call, call that firm when things get complicated and see how they answer. Let them know that your spouse just died and your income's just been cut in half and now you're in a, tax, a, a, a different tax bracket, and, and ask them what you should do. They're not going to be able to answer you. They they just won't. So, they're they're going to do what they can to bring that conversation back to the fund that you're in, and how this dividend is going to take care of that, or this the lat, the track record of this fund is going to solve all your problems. That that's that's just not the case. So, Carlos, make sure you talk to somebody who is a, a planner that addresses every area and not just the investment.
0: All right, great what to finish with. Thank you Carlos for the question. Thanks to everyone who has reached out today. We appreciate all the support and I know Lee you always uh, are thankful and grateful for everyone that reaches out after hearing the podcast and it's one of the reasons why you offer your your ticking tax time bomb book, right?
1: That's correct. Yep. So if you want a copy of that book, just text the word diffuse to 4784752050 and we will send you a free copy. Just give us a good good mailing address and we'll send
0: it out. Very good. And again, if you want to schedule a time to meet with Lee, just go to talkwithlee.com. You can always call JL Perkins Wealth Management at 478-254-3550. Well, that'll do it for us here on My Retirement Clarity. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't done that. Let your friends know about it. And we'll have another episode coming soon. Lee, we'll talk to you then. Thanks.
1: Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com and this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15 minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal or investment professional before taking any action.